Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. We welcome you into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am your host, Dan Canobio. Boxing is back, and we are back here. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, as there has not been any fights on the schedule, but that is in the past, and now we are actually talking about fights here on this show. Top Rank is pulling out all the stops in June and July. We're going to do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays in June and July. We'll get into all the fights that are upcoming and all that stuff, talking about some of the fights that I uh, really like. Also joining us on the show here is Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson is the first main event back. He's the first world champion back when he steps into the ring on June 9th on ESPN. We'll get catch up with Shakur Stevenson uh, to talk about well, what he's going to do now at 130 pounds, whether he's going to stay at 130, uh, go back down to 126 and fight Josh Warrington, the, the constant comparisons uh, to Floyd Mayweather, and more importantly, his thoughts on everything that is going on in the world today after the brutal murder of George Floyd and the the police brutality, something that he has been dealing with his entire life as an African-American fighter. So it's a very important conversation with Shakur Stevenson. Here's our guest on the show this week. It took a lot of energy, both physically and mentally for me uh, to sit down and do this show, given everything that is going on uh, in the country right now. I'm coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. A lot of unrest in the streets here uh, of New York City, and I think that this show will give you a distraction. We're going to talk about boxing, but you know, I'm not—it's not far from my mind. Everything uh, that is going on uh, in, in the world right now, and I think that we need boxing. I think that we need a distraction. I think anything will, will help at this time. So we're going to talk about some fights, and we have a lot of fights upcoming on the schedule. And also, another uh, an announcement that we have, and something that I'm really excited about, is our new partnership. Uh, with Fubo Sports and Fubo TV, you're going to catch this show now every single week. We had been doing it every other week. Now we're going to be coming to you every single week, Thursday night at 7 p.m. You can catch the show on Fubo Sports channel on Fubo TV. If you don't know anything about it, go check them out uh, on their website and their social media. It's a great partnership, and we're going to be bringing boxing uh, into the forefront because there's going to be a lot of fights this summer. <laughs> we're going to go from zero to 100 real quick. Uh, you know, ton of fights in in June, ton of fights in July. I think July we're going to see better matchups. I think July is when we're going to see Eddie Herm do his fight camp from his backyard. Uh, you saw that. I mean, that was a headline that, that popped out over the last couple of weeks. Been a lot of weird headlines uh, in the boxing world. Boxing scene has been a mismatch. You know, shout out to Jake Donovan. Shout out to Keith Eidick and those guys that have to churn out content every single day and come up with um, headlines when there's actually no fights. So we have fights now. And what I wanted to do is highlight some of these fights that we're going to see in June. These are fights that I think are going to be fan-friendly, fights that I went and, and looked at the CompuBox numbers that can create fan-friendly fights. You know, these are in no particular order, uh, but these are some of the fights that I really like. As you see, Top Rank is pulling out uh, fights every Tuesday and Thursday, which I think is going to be awesome. I think midweek fights of, of something that should be around you know, well before this. But in no particular order, on June 18th, we're going to see Jose Pedraza going up against Mikel Les Pierre. Uh, Pedraza doesn't have a lot of punch stats that jump out. 
Uh, but of his three of his last five fights have been against Lomachenko, Zapata, and Ray Beltran. So the guy has been in there with top tier talent. It, it's a it's a do or die fight for both guys, Pedraza and uh, Lacey Pierre. That both of them need desperately need wins to get back into contentions and to, to kind of be B sides, to be honest, uh, moving forward uh, in their career. So that's one fight that I like on June 18th. June 23rd, we're going to see Andrew Maloney against Josh Franco. Now this is a high volume fight. Maloney throws. 69 punches around. Franco throws 83 punches around. I think this is going to be a great way for fans to kind of learn about the Maloney brothers. We have seen tweets about them. We have heard a lot about them. Uh, two fighters, two twins from Australia. Now we'll be able to see them with our own eyes, and we can make our own judgments on if we whether we like their fighting styles or not. But Maloney throws a lot of punches. That's that's Andrew Maloney. Throws 70 punches around. June 25th, I think, is the best card of the slot in, in June. And that's uh, highlighted by Oscar Negrete going up against Jason Maloney, the, the twin brother of Andrew Maloney. Negrete is always in good fights. He's a fan-friendly fighter. Throws close to 90 punches around, so you know what you're going to get with him. On the other side, Jason Maloney uh, throws 50 punches around. He's more of a tactician. So in that fight, you're going to see the classic you know, brawler versus boxer. And I think that's a good matchup, too, because Negrete has to get back into the win column, a guy that – uh, has been uh, down and out for a few fights now. Talking about guys that have been down and out in, in the last couple of fights, Isaac Dogbay, remember him? He was the darling of the boxing media uh, after his rise to fame, but he has two straight losses. It's do or die time for Dogbay. Two consecutive losses to, to Navarrete. He fights Jason Sanchez. Jason Sanchez throws 70 punches around. I like fighters that throw a lot of punches. You're not going to get the biggest and best fights here in June. We know there's a lot of mismatches on here, but these are fights that I think are going to jump out of the screen. Old-fashioned, just turn on the TV and enjoy like a good fight. I think we're going to see that with Dog Bay and Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez lost a one-sided decision to Oscar Valdez. So he's been in there with, with good talent. And finally, June 30th, Alex Saucedo versus Sonny Fredrickson. The last we saw of Saucedo, he nearly decapitated Rod Salka. So anytime you can see Rod Salka get beaten all over the ring, I'm all for it. So Alex Saucedo comes back June 30th. Um, there it is, our June schedule for top ranks. Some really good fights mixed in there, the fights that I think are going to jump out uh, the most. All right, coming up next after the break, our conversation with Shakur Stevenson. Joining me right now here on Inside Boxing Live, you know him. He's the WBO featherweight champion of the world. He's the man that's going to bring boxing back here in 2020 in more ways than one. He's the main event on Tuesday night. Tuesday night fights, February, uh, February, well, well, June 9th. He is Shakur Stevenson. Shakur, how you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There's a big, uh, big things upcoming here uh, in the boxing world. You're going to be the first main event back. You're going to be the first world champion to step back. Uh, in, into the ring. But before we get into the boxing, uh, before we get into business, we have to talk about what's going on uh, in the country right now. There's a lot of unrest and uh, there's a lot of protests going on. I wanted to give you the floor here and give you the opportunity to share anything you like um, in terms of what's going on after the, the death of George Floyd. Uh, I want to give you the, this, this platform to just kind of share anything you've been thinking over the last couple of days. I know a lot of uh, athletes and, and boxers have been speaking out. Now, I think it's a bad situation. I think that uh, but it's a situation that's been going on uh, for the for a long time. And, uh, like, it's regular because, it's like, I already I, – I done got pulled over by cops, and I, I have to be, like, nervous or, or that type of stuff because uh, I'm black and I feel like police uh, – 
I feel like like with the police, I feel like they the biggest gangs. Like they try to make it seem like uh like us like the blacks is the gangs, but they are they they are just as much as a gang as some of the gangs that's that's actually out there. So uh like I said, with that situation is a sad situation and uh I just hope that everything gets better. Do you feel like there's a change brewing right now? Do you feel like things are different this time? Yes, we had to see uh, another black man get sense of like you know killed for 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 no good reason. But do you feel like tides are turning a little bit? Yeah, I think that is kind of uh, sounding. It sounded like it's getting better because I, I haven't seen this much protesting going on uh, in a while. Like I've seen a lot. Uh, it's been a lot of situations like this that happened before, but. I feel like with this situation, uh, it's like was like the last straw for for people, and everybody is actually uh, standing up and and, and taking up for uh, our people. So I understand it. Okay, and let's get into some boxing stuff. You're gonna bring bring the sport back. What does that mean to you to be the first, you know, champion, the first big name to step back into the ring? A lot of fans have been just dying for some boxing. You're gonna step in there. What does it mean for you to have this big stage? I mean, it meant a lot to me because uh, I was one of the fights that got canceled during my fight week, and um, I guess like my fight, my fight week had got canceled because of like the corona. Like everybody else's fights had got canceled, but mine was like I was literally two days away from from fighting. So it it feel good knowing that I'm the first one to bring boxing back. I was telling Todd Rankin them uh, before that they even came up with this that I should be the first one to come back. And uh, I think I found out in, like, uh, sometime in May, they told me about uh, June 9th, and I said, forget it, I'm, I'm ready. And we tried to get uh, Rafael Rivera, uh, but he couldn't get inside the, the country in enough time. Yeah, a lot of uh, of of fighters are facing this. You know, Top Rank had to kind of put this all together pretty quickly, and they had very limited resources on who they could fight. I just learned that your opponent, Felix uh, Caraballo, is another Jersey guy. He's from Patterson, New Jersey. So we got ourselves like an all-Jersey clash going on here. What do you think about that? I didn't even know he was from Jersey. I don't know too much about the guy. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. I just You just uh, telling me that. That's how I just found out. I didn't know he was from Jersey. But it ain't no all Jersey clash because it's like I'm the king of Jersey and he just coming to be a part of this show. Well, how about fighting in, 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 with no crowd? I mean, that's going to be something different. Um, fighters, I know, speaking to them and, and they feed off the crowd. They feed off the adrenaline. Uh, when you make that ring walk, you know, you look around, you see, you know, who's in the crowd and you, and you feed off that. What's it going to be like fighting in, a, in an arena with, with no fans? I mean, I'm going to look at it like it's sparring. I feel like I spar in the gym with no people there. So uh, I'm used to that already. I don't think that that's going to play a part. Uh, I understand feeding off the crowd and stuff, the energy that the crowd brings to kind of hype people up. And I'm the same way, but uh, we got to deal with what we got to deal with. And I'm glad that I'm the first one back anyway. So everybody going to be watching it on TV. Like everybody going to be. Nobody else got nothing else to do, so they can be watching on TV. Yeah, you're right. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it, and, and Top Rank did the, a smart thing by putting you on there, part of this 
young revolution of, of fighters, new champions, you know, 13 fights are already a champ. Uh, talk a little about the, this new generation. You're part of it. Uh, this, you know, guys like Teofimo Lopez, uh, guys like Devin Haney, Javante Davis, Devin, uh, David Benavidez, all under 25 years old. What does it feel like to be this, this new face of a generation of boxing? I mean, it feel good to be in the uh, talks with all of them. And, and uh, I think that I feel like I'm the best up-and-coming boxer out of everybody, if I'm being honest. But I think that I'm, I'm the most slept on at the same time. I feel like people don't people don't talk about me as much as they talk about them other people. But um, I feel like I'm really I'm really that person. Like I'm gonna be the one that outlasts everybody. Why do you think that is? Why do you think you say you're the most slept on? Why do you think so? Because I be seeing uh, people talk like they talk a lot about all these other fighters and. Uh, they hype all these fighters up. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they try to hype me up too, but I just feel like it's more with them. Like I feel like I'm slept on. Like a lot of people don't look at me high. Do you think it's because? Do you think it's because you don't have the? Um, you don't have like a clear rival, like Jonathan Davis and and Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez. They could all fight each other in the same weight class. So they all kind of talk trash to each other on Twitter. You know, fans are choosing sides on, on who they want to roll with. Having a, like a rival in boxing, how important is that? Do you think maybe that's why, like, you, obviously your skills speak for themselves, but not having like a rival just yet. Do you think that plays into it a little bit? Maybe it could. I mean, you're probably right about that. It probably, uh, it probably do play into it. But I think that... Yeah, maybe it do, cause they all at they all at like the same weight. They all at like one thirty five, and I'm at mm-hmm. uh, I'm just coming up to one thirty. So maybe it do. Uh, hopefully, whenever Lemachenko uh, after he fight whoever he fight at one thirty five and do what he want to do, I I hope that it's true that he move back down to uh, one thirty. That way, me and him could uh, get right, and yeah. I could I could be the one to really beat him. All right, so talking about 130, this fight's at 130. You're obviously the 126-pound champ. Is that a weight you're going to want to – I know you flirted about saying at 130. Is that something that you're looking at? Because there are some huge fights to be made at 130, just right in the top-ranked family. You know, you know Oscar Valdez, Miguel Burchell, uh, that come, that, just to name a few. If you decide to, to go up to 130 because you can't get any big fights at 126, is that something you've been thinking about? Because there are some really big fights for you there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm. This fight is at one thirty. This fight right here is at one thirty. So, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely want to uh, make my name known at one thirty. But I think that, like, how you saying, like, it, it ain't like no big rival. Like, right. it ain't really no big rival there either. I think I'm gonna be the face of the one thirty division in like two, three fights. So, uh, I just gotta sit back, do my thing, and stay patient and, and wait on it. Devin Haney said that he could see himself settling in at 154. You know, it's crazy to think because, you know, these guys are just starting out and they're, and they're trying to make a name for themselves at those weights. I've actually, you know, we've been around each other. You're pretty tall uh, for your weight. Where do you see yourself settling in one day? What weight? 47. Yeah, I see that as well. If he see himself at uh, 54, it's definitely uh, 47 because me and him, like, ever since we was kids, we always, like, one weight class apart. He always yeah. one one weight class heavier than me, so that would that's crazy. <laughs> I see myself at forty seven. He sees himself at fifty four. How about this? You know, a lot of uh, media are and a lot of fans too have been comparing you to Floyd Mayweather. 
And Austin CompuBox, you know, we run the, the punch stats, and I have some numbers here that I think you're going to really like. Through 13 fights, you're 13 and 0. Floyd was 13 and 0. Floyd was getting hit with 7.2 punches around. You're only getting hit with 4.5 punches per round. So Floyd, yeah. they say, is a defensive wizard. You're getting hit with even less than Floyd. What do you think about that? I I think it's true, uh, and I think it's also good that I think that I fought better competition than what Floyd fought. At. Uh, do you like the comparisons to Floyd? I feel like uh, the media is doing that, but do you? Is there a fighter that you rather be compared to? Nah, I'd rather be compared to myself. Uh, I like uh, it's cool being compared to Floyd. Like I don't, I, it's a good thing. Like I don't think it's a bad thing at all. But I still want to be the first Shakur Stevenson and make my own name for myself. So yeah. I want to be better than him. Actually, to be honest with you. So that's a good thing to do. That's a good thing to aspire to. In terms of your other punch stats, you know, uh, you are a very selective uh, of fighter. You throw only 40 punches around, but you land at 45% of your power. With Floyd, if, since we're talking about Floyd, but Floyd was early on in his career, he was a little more on the offensive side of things. And then as he went up to 140, as he went up to 147 and 154, he became more of a defensive wizard. You already have the defensive stuff. Do you think you're going to be the opposite there? Do you think that your power is going to is going to start showing out as you mature and get a little older? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I just think that, uh, like, with that situation, like I said, I feel like the competition that I fought yeah. has been, like, better than the competition with Floyd has fought at 13-0. So I think that that's, that plays a part in, too, and why, like, at that stage he was throwing more punches or – more offensive, if you want to say, but mm-hmm. I, I still, I, I think that I punch harder than what he did at that, at that, uh, at that state in his career and this state of my, my career. I think I punch harder. Unfortunately, we don't have numbers for that. You know, we can't measure the the punch force. We can give you some other types of of numbers, uh, but you know that's yeah. that's something that they're throwing out there. That it's such, it's 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 pretty quick. They just throw out like a, a Floyd Mayweather comparison there. I don't know what that is. Okay, they throw out a, a Floyd Mayweather comparison j- just like that. But getting back to your fight, is was there any um, hesitation on your side in terms of wanting a tougher fight, uh, or was it just kind of due to the the circumstances that we had here? Did you did you look at this guy and go, "Man, I want, I want someone tougher than that," or are you just trying to get your feet wet and get boxing back? No, nah, I'm just trying to get my feet wet, get boxing back. Uh, I'm due for a fight like for a fight like this. I feel like. A lot of these fighters have been fighting these caliber fighters in the last few fights, and I've been fighting like people like um, Chris Diaz and, and Joey and them type of guys. Like, and these fighters been fighting the dumb caliber type of fighters. So I think that I would do for something like this also. Yeah, I agree with that. Josh Warrington, got to bring his name up. He's another uh, titleist that I see your face right now. Another titleist at, at 126. I know you have aspirations to move up to 130, but there is still business to be taken care of at, at 126. If that fight can come to fruition, is that something you would want, um, you know, given, you know, the craziness that is going on in the world right now? Can we make that fight happen later on in the year? Yeah, I think that's an easy fight. Like, I think that the hardest part about that fight, I think it's hard to make that fight money. I think that's an easy fight for me. I feel like uh, he'll come forward, straight up, pressure fighter. He's trying to convince himself that uh, that he's a different type of pressure fighter. But uh, I watched him. like I, He got a little smarter pressure, but it's no different than 
an, any other pressure fighter. I think that that's an easy fight for me. Yeah, pressure fighters and pressure fighters don't exactly fare well against guys with that are like you with the defensive wizardry and the the fact that you can counter punch. Yeah, some of them, some of them actually do. Like some of them is uh good, good with that. But I'm I'm a like I'm a different type of counter puncher boxer. Like I'm actually smarter than most boxers. So with my ring IQ, I think that it kind of holds me uh, over them guys. The pressure fighters a lot easier. Before I let you go and you get back to, to uh, your day here in Houston, what's it like in Houston, Texas right now, given, uh, you know, the, the coronavirus and, and some of the protests? What's everything like and what's the next couple of days going to look like for you in terms of getting from Texas to Vegas? I mean, um, it's it's cool. Like, it's regular. Uh, I've been enjoying myself down here, uh, enjoying my training camp, enjoying getting ready. Uh, the only thing is out here is hot, so it's kind of <laughs> easier to lose weight. It's kind of easier to uh, cut my weight, so uh, it's been good, though. In terms of getting to Vegas, now, what's that, what's that going to look like the next couple of days? Take us through uh, the next couple of days of getting from Texas to Vegas and, and all. Like, you're going to have family come with you, or is it going to be more of a tight circle uh, given the guidelines? I just going to be my same team that been with me in camp, and uh, we're going to be flying to Vegas on, I think, like the 6th. So uh, we're going to be flying, regular fly, regular trip. Are you? The question is: Is Terence Crawford going to come? The guy who's at all your fights is at every top rank fight. Is the, are they going to let Terence Crawford in the closed arena here in Vegas? The guys everywhere. Nah, they're not going to let uh, Terence there. I don't think so. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I doubt that. He's going to have to stay put because that guy is at legitimately every top rank card. No matter where it is, he shows up, and especially for you, he's a big supporter of you. You have one of the best uh, corners and the, the best team, whether it's him, Andre Ward, Jay Prince. You guys, you know, you have a lot of uh, role models to look forward to. I'm excited to see boxing back. I'm happy that you're getting the call and you're going to be the first champion to step in, into the ring again. Uh, before we let you go, your, your thoughts on, on getting back and, and uh, you know, just your feelings right now. It's a crazy time in the world. And you're going to be stepping back in there, and hopefully you're going to, you know, get fans and, and, and viewers to kind of take their minds off everything that's going on. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that I'm going to be the first one to bring boxing back. Uh, I feel good knowing that fans is going to be watching me. A lot of fans are going to be watching me. I'm going to a bigger fan base just off of uh, this corona thing, pandemic. So uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm about to put on an amazing performance, an amazing show uh, for everybody watching now. Should go for the KO, man. So that's that's my advice. Go for the KO, knock this guy out, make a statement, show up on Sports Center top. He's not making it out of promise. Can you say that again? I say he's not making it out of four rounds, I promise. There you go. You heard it right there from Shakur Stevenson. Thank you so much for the time. Uh best of luck and stay safe. There he was, Shakur Stevenson. A special thanks to the champ for joining us here on Inside Boxing Live. He is back on June 9th on ESPN. Steps through the ropes as he brings boxing back onto television after the coronavirus. So special thanks to Shakur for joining us here on Inside Boxing Live. It's an important time here in the country. I uh, I brought up police brutality on this show. Uh, we talked about it with Shakur. And if you feel like there isn't enough, you feel like you know, posting something on social media is just hasn't enough and you want to donate more, then go check out campaignzero.org. Go check out Campaign Zero on, on Instagram. They're doing great things. If you feel like you want to donate and you feel like you're comfortable, I did a lot of research on them 
And I, I feel like uh, they're doing a lot, and it's something that, that I like. So we're going to drop it down there. It's joincampaignzero.org. We're back next week with another edition of Inside Boxing Live. We'll see you next week. 